0: Welcome, friends, to Random Number 97. That's right, Roomies and Movies Number 97. I'm Ox. That over there is Luke. And we're going to tell you about some of the greatest and best stuff and some of the stuff you need to avoid uh, lately and I guess in the past now that we're doing the best and worst list. Um, But for this week, we got, for the best and worst list, we have Life is Beautiful and Jaws for The Revenge, uh, respectively. Uh, Battlestar Galactica, we're wrapping up the third season with episodes 17 through 19. Uh, we saw Curse of La Llorona in theaters. I'm, I feel like I'm going to mess that up a lot this today.
1: And then, uh. Two in Spanish, two L's is a Y. It's La Llorona. See,
0: and then that's just difficult. Why, why would we got to do that to me? I'm here just trying to say words and stuff, and they're like, we're going to make exceptions for different words and whatnot. Uh, And and then we got Game of Thrones season eight, uh, episode two, we'll put that on the back end so you're not getting it spoiled beforehand. Um, Other than that, was there anything else you watched this week?
1: Uh, I don't think so this week.
0: Uh, Did you still not catch up with uh, what we do in the shadows?
1: I don't have DirecTV. We talked about. Sorry,
0: I'll get you the password later, Um, but I think it's really fun what they're doing with the series. Uh, They're almost making it. uh, They're taking all the ideas that they put in out there with the movie, and like kind of just expanding on them a little bit. Uh, I think they're really doing some really smart things with it. So you got to catch up so I I can talk about it some more. Um, Also, watch the first episode of Fossey Vernon. Uh, and that's, I'm pretty sure that's going to become a favorite of mine. I don't think you necessarily appreciate, no, I take that back. I think you'd really appreciate it because, uh, Sam Rockwell's a pretentious asshole.
1: (laughs) Well, at least he's not playing a racist. That's yet to be seen
0: yet, but, uh, he feels very, or, uh, it's interesting this person that i'm sure i've come into contact with his works before but uh how he um how narratively they're telling his story it's pretty fun um i also watched searching finally (laughs) since
1: it was on stars finally
0: yeah um i remember you saying you liked it but you thought unfriended was better
1: no, I just said it's everyone acting like it did something new, but it doesn't. Like it's something that's been done before. Actually, I really like that movie. Yeah. Um, mainly because I think John Cho gives a really good performance. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I don't think the ending worked very well. When also just like here's everything that happened and all of it's explained. I'm like, really? Is it the cops kid? What the fuck?
0: <laughs> um leading into like that third uh that third um bit of the movie you definitely like oh well obviously all this is gonna fall together like yeah i was intrigued by these little parts along the way and then this he like trips over this like cover-up kind of situation and uh yeah kind of spirals from there um I don't. I liked everybody but Deborah Messing. I think she just kind of was off for the part.
1: Well, I didn't even know that was Deborah Messing until the credits <laughs> came up. So that's fair. That's
0: fair. Um, but yeah. Uh, like thinking back, like when she was telling the story about her son, I was like, "Why did they put that?" And then the <laughs> the reveal came. I was like, "Oh, that's why they did that." That's fair. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I like the uh there's like little touches along the way like that are that kind of seem negligible. Uh like I have no idea who's used the computer in their household for the for the same computer it seemed like for uh had to have been 13 20 years almost <laughs>
1: in there. It was just like he was just like, oh, we just uh, we just moved the hard drive over and over. We just, it's, it's, it's fair, all good.
0: It, it just seemed a little random. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I liked the, how what they did with it. Um, I think uh, it, it might have been a little bit more disappointing seeing that in theaters, but I think just like watching it for a random night since it's on a streaming service is fine.
1: I don't know. I think the concept of you know, when you look at your computer it, it fills all of your vision, you know, you're usually so close to it that seeing on a big Ooh. screen gives you that effect of it filling hmm. everything. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Um, uh, especially when they it, it felt like they kind of leaned on it a little much and like were showing like um background videos like where their uh cam would be and what stuff like that. As, like, they're searching and stuff. So, yeah, I guess that would work a little bit better in theaters. Um, It's really weird to think about that I watched it on a uh, tablet now with everything involved. So, but, yeah, I dug it. Um, Yeah, I think that's really it for me. Uh, Any news stories along the way over this last week?
1: No, I've just been on, like... I I've just been hiding from everything. That's
0: fair. I think uh, I think after I post this episode I'll probably be uh blind for at least a good two or three days, uh, leading up to the end game. I'm I'm surprised I haven't crossed anything yet, but I'm not taking any chances. Speaking of which, uh I feel like we're probably gonna do an end game uh itself probably either Friday or th- or Saturday.
1: Oh, it depends. I'm I'm going to a late showing yeah. Thursday. I'm catching another movie Friday, and on Saturday I'm out of town at a concert. We so. could probably find some time to do it Friday, or you can not be a whore and make me do all these Listen, things. Listen,
0: I remember you kind of wanted to do it for Marvel, and we kind of uh, missed the boat on it. But I think really we're gonna have to do it this for this because I think it worked so well when we did it for no. Infinity War.
1: It wasn't that I wanted to do one for Marvel. I just wanted to talk about how bad that well, was. Well, you were
0: wrong, and then we're going to just discuss about it. So, I'm sure there'll be an ancillary at some point this weekend for just Endgame. Um, also, it makes it easier if people are trying to avoid spoilers for it, considering who knows. what. So more than likely, we'll do that. <laughs> so getting into best and worst, uh, let's start with Jaws 4. Um, Why do you
1: want to start with the best?
0: (laughs) I mean, we can start with Life is Beautiful. Which one would you rather?
1: I'm riding this train with you, so let's talk about this Revenge. Uh, So this is the first time I saw it.
0: Um, After, like, Midway watching it, I had to Or So the Jaws movies have followed the same family, right? Uh...
1: The first two did in this one. The third one's not about the Brodies. At least I don't remember Oh, I th- it's got I thought it was one of the
0: sons that went to do the uh, Aquatic Center.
1: I mean if it is, I've completely forgotten it. I just know it's uh Dennis Quaid. That's all I know.
0: Uh I feel like he's like the son that was in this this movie.
1: I don't think so, but we could be I'm wrong. Just... Who knows? It's been a minute, since yeah. I but I mean, to be fair, I have seen all of these movies multiple, multiple times. Oh, brands. really? Yeah, Dude. we were watching this one. And I was just like, "Wait till they get the fucking like little fucking flashing light out, and they go boom, boom, and then the shark jumps out." <laughs> I knew what was happening.
0: Uh, I had no idea, and it was a lot of fun, even though the fucking shark was eating half a ship at a time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was bad yeah it's it's a great movie though oh
0: yeah i think along the lines of the last couple movies we watched uh, like they're fine i wouldn't put them on a worse list like this is just a fun little like romp about a like the the movie itself isn't trying to have any philosophical change on the world it's just a ridiculous little blockbuster with sharks
1: yeah, I mean a really bad one, but
0: it's good. <laughs> uh, so Dennis uh, plays Mike Brody, I mean, which I which oh. seems like it's the one from Fort, right?
1: I don't know. Did they have names? Uh, I just remember them saying Brody
0: a lot, so I know they were the family.
1: Uh, yeah, and then Michael Kane played Hoagie. That's how much I know because I was like, he's named after a sandwich. Okay. <laughs>
0: That's also the part that I stuck. Uh yeah so the the son in 4 is Michael Brody so uh, it seems mm. like they went from that to this which would kind of make sense why his mom like i'm sure his mom never found out about the uh theme park horror show that 3 was but um to have this shark hunting them down uh, was such a ridiculous concept and I think they pervade, pervade it well uh considering how ridiculous of a concept is. Um, well, well is
1: it... it's ridiculous and I don't understand why like they just kind of like oh yeah, that shark's just out to kill us and no one else, but no one seems to care or do anything yeah. about it. Um, like the son is some sort of a marine biologist, and even he's just like, Yeah, it's just the, it's that shark killing our family. It's just like, no, you're a scientist, what the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs>
0: Um, where is Amityville? Isn't that up, like, New York area?
1: Yeah, it's, like, Long Island. It just seems odd that sharks would be up
0: in that area. It, it seems like you never hear about shark attacks, like, along the Pacific as much as yeah. you do Atlantic. Because I'm, or, I'm the
1: fairly way. sure Peter Benchley wrote that first book based upon some shark attacks happened outside oh, Jersey. Okay.
0: Um... But yeah, definitely not where they settled up for most of the movie down in the Caribbean.
1: Like, Well, it doesn't make sense to that, that shark. How did it follow them down there? They flew. It makes listen, no sense. That motherfucker hunted
0: the sun. <laughs> so uh, I liked it where it went to the shark's per- perspective and it's like, oh, we're underwater just a little bit. Oh, he's teasing it. Okay. And then he chomps the shit out of him.
1: Well when they kill the when he kills the first son and like that kid is full on in that shark's mouth, there would not be a body for the mother to look at. <laughs> I was like Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um Yeah. Just it,
1: and then when like it's literally chasing the other son through an underwater sunken ship. It's so <laughs> ridiculous.
0: I love it when the ship gives away. And, like, it's supposed to be, like, metal, but it's clearly, like, uh, wood painted to look like metal <laughs> because, like, it's started to bend and break uh, for the shark. But even the shark was a little wonky at times. But, yeah, I think it, if you've seen the first Jaws, you're, you know what you're in for, and I think you're just along for the ride. And I don't think this deserves to be on any worse
1: list because it's just a... I mean, it's, it's pretty bad especially when you compare it to like the the first Jazz is one of the best That's movies fair. ever made it's so good and then this you're like "Ooh, what are we doing here it's really weird like fucking the mom and the grandma are talking about fucking in front of the little girl and michael cain's like a drug runner and like none of it makes any sense <laughs> i mean yeah i mean you're
0: <laughs> you're not wrong on any part of this um yeah, it feels like somebody just picked up a franchise and just was like, I have another ridiculous shark story that we can form into a, form into this family's trauma of sharks.
1: And man, like that fucking, this shark, <laughs> man, it gets some airtime. time. Quite a, it is jumping out of the water all over the place. Uh,
0: I love it when it comes in uh, reasonably shallow water and attacks the banana boat because the offspring of <laughs> the offspring is riding along just for the fuck of it
1: and then when like the dad comes home and he's just like wait a shark attacked the daughter i knew this would happen that shark's out to get me and it's just like no one really is like what the fuck are you talking about yeah that?
0: i like it that no like his his wife really didn't question
1: it he's like yeah that
0: obviously makes sense
1: well, because his wife is just like, "Why didn't you tell us? You knew and you didn't tell
0: us." <laughs> oh goodness! So I think it's a fun watch uh, if you get a chance. It's on Netflix right now, so just
1: load it up and have have a fun time. All four of them are on Netflix. I I ended that one. I was like, I might just have to watch the first one and get this taste out of my mouth. <laughs>
0: I think I'm going to watch her backwards. I think I'm going to catch 3 and 2 this week and then probably watch the first one
1: to to rinse
0: everything out of my mouth. So. Uh but uh what's his name died in the second one, right? No. Oh, he died from a heart attack. I
1: remember them saying that now. Remember the like he was so scared of sharks coming for our family it gave him a heart yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I remember there being a giant picture of him in the police uh Police office where uh, his son worked
1: as a memorial, (laughs) yeah. And then it's just like it takes everything at once, like was kind of known about the first one, and like does it again but worse. And like, even the soundtrack that iconic Jaws theme has like a synth below it and it sounds awful. It's also
0: pretty awkward that it's a Christmas esque movie. Like, for, for some reason, it's just in that time period. And, like, the only mentions of it is when the first son is getting chomped up. And, like, they're singing Christmas carols over him dying because they're rehearsing. Uh, and then, like, when <laughs> they're going to shop for a Christmas tree in the Bahamas. So,
1: yeah. But, man, I mean, if you want to see a movie... Where a shark eats an airplane, this is the one. He ate a fucking airplane.
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. I don't know if that's the more ludicrous part or the dude just landing because they're rescuing this person that's completely safe on a ship.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they were like, (laughs) they were making the fucking, the water landing. In the bone around the hands like, well aren't playing aren't they supposed to do that? And I was like, no, that's not a sea plane. They're just landing <laughs> an airplane.
0: And then miraculously he's safe because the shark didn't want him. So fuck it.
1: I I fucking yeah, I was just trying to get it's like I smell Brody in there, it's trying to get in. <laughs> but like, man, I wish Michael Caine had just fucking kamikaze dive bombed that shark.
0: <laughs> I was really thinking that was gonna what was gonna happen. Like, because they, they mentioned then, about the propellers chewing somebody up. And I was like, oh, shit, this is how it's going to happen. Yeah, let's do this.
1: No, instead we stab
0: it with the fucking Oh, my God, with that fucking boat. out I was like, that's what we're doing? That's what we're doing, I suppose. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> this is yeah, poor fucking Mario. shark. Just to, oh, I got fucking jabbed through the jaw. And then, obviously, the weight of that on the front half of the boat is just going to rip it in half. Oh, my God it's so good though
1: and then there's that scene where like michael Caine's trying to woo the grandmother <laughs> and he's talking about he's talking about how he's down in like some south american jungle and i was just like is this alfred is he doing the speech about watching the world burn exactly it's true um i
0: think the more surprising thing is how how young Caine looks uh he was like 55 when he filmed this but like I was getting ready to text you like, damn, he looks good for being our age. And like, I had to look (laughs) it up. I was like, shit, he's 20 years older than we are right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, I look awful.
0: (laughs) I'm a fucking train wreck considering Michael Caine. My God.
1: Um, The, The best thing ever, though, is when somebody asked Michael Caine about this movie, and he goes, I've never once seen it, but I've seen the house at bought That's me. phenomenal.
0: And I love that even more. Uh, so yeah, fucking Jaws 4 is on one of my favorite lists. So- somewhere down there. But it's it's fucking just a fun little romp. And I'm kind of jealous that I've only seen this once and you've seen it multiple times at this point. So It's only got me excited to see the third one that
1: I know I've never watched.
0: Uh, but I think I've seen the oh, first one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was all into fucking, I don't know, jaws and fucking dinosaurs. That's my shit when <laughs> I was a kid.
0: And, and, and you turned out like a fine gentleman. So it only, That's true. only makes sense. Everybody should watch these. So jumping from there to the best list, which was Life is Beautiful, that came out 20 years ago, I think now. The end sure. of the nineties. Who
1: knows? Um, Probably.
0: What a fucking whiplash in the middle of this goddamn movie.
1: Listen, I fucking hate this movie so much.
0: I can't figure out if I like it so much or I hate, or, or just just enough.
1: <laughs> I like. I was like, I was watching it, and I was like. I fucking hate Roberto Benini. He is so over the top. These comedy stylings are awful. I can't deal with this. Wait, we're in a concentration camp now? What the it, fuck? I
0: literally felt the same way. Um, I I don't think I've ever seen him in anything, so uh
1: him like
0: he was just a charming little fun little character and I was like
1: no he wasn't. He was so goddamn annoying. I hated everything <laughs> about him.
0: Okay, he seemed very charming to me. Uh, I had a good time with him, especially after watching Chaplin of, like a month ago or so. Um, it's funny to see what different actors did kind of to stand out for their own stylings. Um, and I I I'm, imagine he plays that same character in whatever he's done.
1: Um, he reminded me of like Jim Carrey at the height of his excess. Yeah. This is like the Riddler in Batman. That's what it yeah, reminded sure. me
0: of. Um, but yeah, it with, he seems charming and loving, um, and then halfway through the movie, like, she's ran off and married him, and I was like, oh, where the hell are we supposed to go from, and then fucking, where are in a concentration, I was like, what the fuck just happened, like, and I, I, I stopped the movie, I was like, is this the right movie that we're supposed to be watching, like, what the fuck is going on here, um, I couldn't <laughs> gather that that co- the concept of this movie paired with the title of the movie was this and I was like holy like we went down a fucking slide somewhere
1: yeah and like who man it just and like look I didn't like the first half but that back half does not work at um, all it's kind of hinted at
0: Throughout the first half of the movie, like when he's, go- when he's well, riding in the car and they have no brakes and he's doing the Heil sign, it's like, Oh, well that's just kind of something coincidental, whatever. And like, then you remember, yeah, all the I just thought stuff, it was like, it's like, Oh yeah. Apparently like they would be prosecuted because people are assholes. And then like fucking when she goes to get on the train too, I was like, what is going on here? Like,
1: what? yeah and then just like i mean like you're literally in a forced labor death camp and you're just like gonna break into the guards room and tell my wife i love her over the loudspeaker and let her know there's still a child in here even though we just murdered all the children in the scene before this yeah oh man it's it's i get like i get the idea of like you know even though there's this tragedy, you have to fight it with humor and live through these things and not let it destroy you. But, like, tonally, that back half does not work. I don't know. I
0: I think it worked for me. Um, only because he, he stayed consistent with his character that he started the film with. Um, and putting that character in this such a perilous situation and to have him keep up with it for the sake of his son Um was kind of endearing and then like I can't think of any other movies that have kind of shown the horror that they had to deal with as much as this and like even that wasn't that much but like just had me thinking about Saving Private Ryan and like what the atrocities that these people faced and like I understand it's it's important to remember this kind of stuff so we don't repeat it, which kind of seems like we're headed down that path as the whole world right now. Um, But it's just so difficult to kind of be there with them, Uh, especially at that back end. Like I was all right with this movie and then we got to the concentration camp and I was like, I don't know how this, movie makes it on the best list and then we get to the last like two or three minutes when the kid comes out and like that little bit of dialogue he has at the end like I was like fuck and floored me I was like that's su- like this such a destructive ending that he survived somehow um just fucking tore me tore me to shreds
1: last night when I watched it I was like fuck <laughs> um I just the whole time like I get like you're saying he was, you know, his character was consistent throughout and I get that but like I was just, like screaming at him in my head being like you're going to get everyone in that fucking camp killed. I mean, they probably are going to anyway, but like you fucking around and playing all these games to try to make your kid feel fine is going to get all these other people killed. <laughs> Which, man,
0: there's some real imagery in this fucking movie that's just unsettling. Especially, like, when he gets lost with his son and um, happens upon the pile of bodies and shit like that. It's like, there's there's such a real situation here that, like, these people dealt
1: with. And, like, yeah, and then you, you get that. But then you get him fucking dressed as a woman hanging... Halfway up a building caught by a spotlight, like it's a fucking Three Stooges gag. Yeah, like it's so weird. Yeah,
0: I agree. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'd hesitate to recommend this to people, but like, I think if somebody's like, especially now when we're getting to three or four generations removed from that, and like people aren't necessarily talking about anymore i think i'd this would be something i would tell them to watch just so like they kind of grasp what happened back then but i feel like it'd be a really hard hard sell on anybody that's like our age i say um but damn like the end of the movie like all the shit that they saw and for his son to survive and like the sacrifice that his dad, this father, did make for him, like, damn.
1: Yeah, but then I also felt like, fucking trust your wife to make it out, man. Like you did nothing but endanger your child and yourself and her by running around screaming this camp. Like, yeah,
0: and I get that, but I, I don't think it would have been such a resonating, um, sacrifice, or it, it would have been, would have been a. Uh, resonating ending if he had had survived and like just hoped that she had made it through, uh, because I don't believe she was Jewish, was she? She just got on. No, the train she
1: and... was she was a Gentile okay. and like she just went to the camp because she didn't want to be apart from her family, which fuck yeah, I don't know. It's rough,
0: yeah, for sure. So I don't know. I, take all that in, and if you see this, I mean, know that know what you're in for, but yeah, it's it's. Not an easy, comfortable movie to get through for sure. So, uh, jumping from there to Battlestar Galactica, ending up <laughs> season three, um, it's so weird to go from that kind of mindset to leading into discussing what they all went through at the beginning of this season, which is kind of that same same mentality that they had to get through and um, I feel like this is going to get a little muddied just because of everything that took place in these three episodes which was insane like <laughs> as fast as this show moves it still has so much to say throughout it um, so much that I think I just took notes on the, the short texts I was sending you along the way Um, So, 17 starts out. We get, like, basically the trial prep. Um, We see some of the uh, assassination attempts and actual assassinations on Baltar's legal team, whatnot. uh, The people behind that kind of shit. Um, And then we're led to this new attorney that's set to defend uh, Baltar. Uh, And the kind of mischievous way around the law he's working with. Um, oh, before that, you get Adama kind of unraveling over losing Kara, which was heartbreaking because. Uh, but it le- ended on a, a high note because he was going through the things that like she had left him, and like there was a, a letter, and she had a mustache, and like I've been seeing this gift for like the last two or three weeks, and I was like, was I was. Trying to remember that if it was from the beginning of the series, so when it popped up in this episode, I was like, Oh, that's great. That's a brilliant way to end this little moment of that he's having to himself. Um and then uh you get this uh kind of play by play that Apollo wants to help out uh Gaius's defense. Uh, which is crazy because Adama doesn't want him to even though he just gave him his father's uh, legal books and whatnot. Um, and then you get their kind of showdown uh, at the end of the episode where Apollo quits his command so he can be part of the team. And Adama basically says, I don't want anybody that would even consider uh, helping that trader um, out for his case, basically. Um, so it's so crazy to see how at odds these two main characters are with each other, especially after dealing with such a heavy loss to the both of them at the beginning of this episode. Um, there was a great moment where you get Ty and Six trading punches uh, because the Cylons are still tracking them somehow, and they realize that they have a uh, unique signature to the uh, refinery ship. So, um, they kind of lay down the groundwork to throw them off of the track. Now that they have the fleet fueled yeah. up again.
1: Um, but think about like, think about how shitty it has to be on the fucking refinery ship. We just saw the episode where they had to strike to get better working conditions and everything, and this is like. Also, the Cylons are tracking you, so you're gonna have to jump off by yourself <laughs> and try to get in the way quickly.
0: Listen, we're still very much worried for you, and you still have everybody <laughs> everybody needs you to survive. But listen, we're gonna put you over here and we're gonna go this way. But listen, we're definitely gonna meet up at some point, just
1: be our bait for a little <sighs> while. Um, yeah, just woo me back up in seven or eight jumps. It's fine, guys. You are totally fine. <laughs> yeah, so
0: it's it's crazy to go from such a heavy episode with them to um, seeing how dangerous their life is, only being conflicted with more danger. Um, after having a uh, raptor stay behind a little bit longer and see if they were tracking them, but just a little bit later than they had um so episode 18 kicks off the trial basically begins um and you get (laughs) I remember I was texting you about this gatekeeper situation and I don't think I've ever seen it quantified so well as that attorney um basically manipulating everything to forge his own narrative um and to stay within the confines of the law um, to the point where he's like stealing people's stuff around the ship because he, he takes uh, Rosalind's glasses because he thinks with the glasses, she'll be more um, endearing to people and they'll trust her more for it. Um, takes a button off of Adamo's shirt uh, just because it's the most tarnished. And like it shows how much, shit he's been through. Um, But also takes uh, Baltar's pen and uses it to manipulate Six and likewise to manipulate Baltar again once he gets it back to him. Um, To a whole point where he has this little bit of dialogue that he says to him, or writes down as he's given his pen back. Um, Basically saying if Apollo can get out from Adama's uh, shadow, they have a chance at getting Baltar off, which is what ends up happening. Um, <laughs> fucking Adama, or Apollo, delivers a really heartfelt testimony. Like, everybody else got a pardon for everything they had, every part they played in the New capra New Caprica arc that started off season three, except Baltar. Like they were using him as a scapegoat essentially to pin all this bad shit that had happened to all of them on where he was in an impossible
1: situation. Um and what's crazy is like Yes, we know that Baltar is a traitor. Mm-hmm. Not willingly, but you know, he unintentionally occluded with six to Cause the genocide of humanity yeah but everyone wants to pin him on new caprica where really he did stand up against the cylons he did do everything in the interest of everyone like he may not be innocent but he's not guilty of what they're trying to pin on him.
0: yeah yeah for sure um also a really sweet thing at the beginning of episode 18 you get adama and Rosalind kind of flirting together um it's kind of the perfect way to lead off this two two episode story, where like neither of them feel like going to do what they have to do. But Adah, she's like, uh, "Give me a little fucking motivation to get," and she's like, "Get your fat lazy ass out of bed and get the fucking work." She's like, "All right, thank you for that." <laughs> so, uh, I love seeing it's, the it's... little little uh, yeah. Flare.
1: It's uh, it, it's always good to see that. But my favorite is from the boxing episode where they did the flashback to them on New Caprica just smoking weed and talking about building a cabin. Yeah, like, that's my favorite. Like, yeah, yeah, little flirty um, moment between them for sure.
0: Um, so then we get to episode nineteen. The verdict comes in, and it's not guilty. Um,
1: to this point, where well, one, let's let's not jump over. One of my favorite Baltar moments, when <laughs> fucking, just the whole look on his face when fucking Gata's on the stand, lying, mm. he's just like, oh, Gata, oh, no, Felix, what you, and then he's just like, you know, the Butterfingers line is always just, it kills me. Oh, yeah,
0: it was so smart of the attorney, like, he knew he was already perjuring himself on, under oath. Um, And there was nothing he was going to say to rectify that, so it was smart for him to just turn away the cross-examination of him. Um, Because he was not there when the Cylons had a gun to uh, Geis' head and signed that that, uh, basically death list for uh, the 200 people or whatever. Um, But yeah, fucking, all the the whole courtroom scene, uh, I Kind of really think that, um, a, or Adama voted not guilty. So, do we ever find out?
1: Yeah, he said it in
0: that episode. But I, I thought he said it before they had gotten to the uh verdict. Like he, t- like he no. told his son that he was he was never gonna vote clean for
1: him. Well, he told, yeah, I mean, and that's why they put Apollo on the stand where he said that when they call him for the mistrial, Mm -hmm. because, you know, Adama's like, he doesn't deserve a trial. He's a piece of garbage. We should just be done with him. But then after the trial, when he's talking to Roslyn and she's all like, you couldn't get that other person to flip. You just couldn't do it. And then he kind of looks down and she's like, you voted to acquit him, didn't you? And he's like, yeah.
0: Oh, fuck. I totally glossed over that. I'm surprised I didn't catch that. Uh, probably because I was halfway trying to like make sense of all of this. Um, <laughs> but such like, I hate and love every aspect of this show right now, and it's such a weird, weird transition going into the fourth ep- or fourth and final season. Like, I was having I was I remember texting you and having such problems with it, but at the same point, like. I love the brilliance of of everything that's taken place as well, um and then that leads into basically at the end of this part where um Adama tells the whole fleet that no one's asking to forget or to forgive, but we have to look forward to the future, and I think that on top of everything, like all the bad shit that we've been as a human race like. Yeah, that shit's gonna be there. And like, nobody's saying to forget all that shit, but we definitely need to figure out a way how to exist all as one. So, it's just such a poignant piece. And to think that this was probably a decade ago now, um, it's still so relevant right now. It's just crazy. So, yeah. and then we get lead into the five being revealed. <laughs> In the strangest way possible, in the most lovely. Yeah, way. the
1: show really goes trippy, and I absolutely fucking love it.
0: <laughs> uh, as soon as they started speaking the lyrics to Watchtower, I was like, "Are we fucking getting Jimi Hendrix right now?" Like, I was like, I paused. I was like, "Are those the lyrics to Watch?" I like looked him up quick. I was like, "That is fucking Jimi Hendrix." Like, what the fuck's going on here? And like the four. Find each other um, after like hinting at it over like the last two episodes whatever like they're hearing these strange sounds and shit um, and it's Anders, Chief uh, Rosalind's secretary I guess
1: Tori, the new Billy uh,
0: and then Ty which if, if I would have thrown a dart at everybody on the cast just to pick one of the five, none of those would have been even remotely a chance. <laughs> so like the reveal I even remember like they were they were following Anders at like episode seventeen, whatever, like he was over to fling with uh Tori and like Celix. I was like, who gives a shit about these characters? Don't make me feel for these other characters that I don't give a shit about. So like when that reveal happened, I was like, God damn it. God damn it, that's Dude. fucking great. <laughs>
1: When fucking, when all three of them are like, when it's like Tori and Chief and Anders and they're like, no, no, I can't be. And then fucking Ty walks through and he's just like, oh, ah, it's fuck. like the best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's so good. So, um and then obviously. And then he's just like, listen,
1: close that fucking door and lock <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: So yeah, I'm fucking I can't wait to get into season four now, um, to see what the hell everything is because it leads into Starbucks return as the fifth.
1: Which also is a reason I wanted you to watch the episode where she dies yeah. last week. So that it, was, it wasn't immediately negated three hours later.
0: For sure, for sure. I'm I'm so thankful you did that because like I even text you when she shows up. Like I I was totally fine. Like I I was fine with her being dead. Like I had gotten over that hump and like realized she wasn't coming back and then to have her just like fucking reappear out of nowhere. It's like God damn the show. And I love it.
1: <laughs> and then we uh watch tower continues to play and we pull back and zoom back in on Earth we're finally getting to the destination yep yep so fucking so season 4 Yeah, man. there's a lot of moving uh, uh, I mean you know we're going into season 4 with you know fuck Anders because who cares about
0: him
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, it, it, I'm interested you have... to
0: see what the dynamic is for them like if they do do perish like are they set up but, uh, to to uh, download the shit already then
1: like cuz i think it's interesting once you pair what they've gone through but going forward if you think about it like chief the guy who runs all of galactica's mechanical parts to make sure the ships fly is a cylon can i say Ty. when
0: when those five were revealed like i was like Oh, thank Christ. Because I really thought it was going to be Roslyn and Adama and Apollo. Like, we're going to be three of them.
1: Hmm. How? How? Okay. It's not a spoiler because you'll see it in the very first second oh, yeah, for of sure. the next episode you watch. You watch. It goes. It, they change the opening. Okay. Right? It's no longer. So, it says there's 12 models of Cylons. Seven are known. four are in hiding. One is yet to be revealed. Starbuck is not a cylon. what they showed her dying though ain't that a motherfucker did did what well, so, so they're yes, so the four that you saw are four of the final okay. five, but Kara is not a Cylon. motherfucker i'm and i say that and I say that that's not a spoiler because they say it. That there's still one in hiding at the beginning because okay. I already watched the first two episodes, so I know they changed the okay. opening. So okay. nice, uh, but but yeah,
0: damn, that that a whole new element, and I wasn't even ex- excited. I couldn't even imagine that. Now that I've accepted her back as a silent, I'm like shit because like it's weird. The the like as I do the uh, tweet on fucking. Twitter every week that I watch these episodes, like because I see so many of Kara, and like her and Six are usually together because I think they're friends in real life. Um, but it seems like they're making a play that she's a Cylon too, and like they can be friends now because they're both the same thing. So that's how that's why I figured she was the the fifth. So that's that's fascinating. I'm I'm excited. It's it's kind of that same letdown, like. I, as soon as I relegated Gaius as being a Cylon, like, and then it was very, very much revealed that he's definitely not one, so fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, I figured uh, one of them oh. could easily be the one that uh, told Adama that there were 12 models uh, somewhere on the ship and whatnot, so <laughs> it's interesting to see how, how much those four affect are are close to everything that affects everybody else. So,
1: well, and also it throws a wrench in everything that you know because mm-hmm. you know Ty fought in the first Cylon War with Adama. You know when there was just metal Cylons. So how does how do these final five fit into it, and how are they different? Yeah,
0: and... it it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. So
1: fuck yeah,
0: I'm I'm. Totally still on board. I'm super super excited to see how they all link up. So hell yeah, that's some BSG. Get caught up if you haven't yet and watch along with us because we're heading into the fourth season now. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're almost there. So jumping from there to theatrically, uh, what? Well, before we could take a break, like I had to when I watched this, <sighs> and there was a year off between <laughs> this episode and the next.
0: Listen, I'm totally willing to take a break a week or two, but I don't think I could wait a year off. <laughs>
1: it was so fucked.
0: Uh, especially sitting with that information, thinking Starbuck was the fifth for the whole year, I was like, ah, oh, shit, shit's going to be fine. So I'm just expecting the fucking first episode in the for- fourth season just being complete shit show. And like, whatever you thought was completely the opposite, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, jumping from there to Curse of La Llorona. Uh What do you think of it?
1: It's fine. It's whatever. Just fine? It's, it's, it's one of those standard, um, like, <laughs> the weirdest thing about, like, the Conjuring quote-unquote universe that they've built. Is this these... The answer is always God. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Cause, like, no, no, no. Like, I oh. think it's
0: funny. I haven't thought about that aspect to it, and it makes complete
1: sense. <laughs> because, like, they set up, you know, in, like, The Conjuring 1 and 2, and then these are all, like, spinoffs of it and whatever, and ancillary movies that kind of build on it. The Warrens are basically, like, children of god meant to fight demons and it's so fucking weird (laughs) but i don't know so like it's they always tie heavily into gods and demons and that's all kind of like whatever so like when this movie literally ends with them stabbing the evil with a cross (laughs) i'm kind of like yeah sure that's of course that's what happens
0: (laughs) oh that's funny that's lit. like i did, didn't connect those two and now it makes so much sense like even when, <laughs> but, when he uh, was describing the cross was made from whatever the tree i figured it it had more to do with it was the tree that watched her murder kids not
1: the the fact that it was a cross and then <sighs> like uh i don't know there was a part of me that was watching it that like i kind of was hoping it took a real fucking dark turn like when they're trying to protect her kids at the end, and they lock her, lock them in the closet, I was like, "Oh shit!" I hope child protective services shows up now and takes her kids away, like they did the woman at the beginning, and then like <laughs> they get killed then. Oh man! Or we could just make it a movie about domestic violence, and it has this undercurrent of mental health issues. But no, it's just, it's just a spooky lady wanting to take some kids. Yep, that's that's about it. I
0: thought it was really well done. Um, I mean, obviously, it scared me more than it did. I feel it scared you, so they got their money's worth out of me. So,
1: well, they always do with you. Uh, It was weird seeing Tuco as a good (laughs) (laughs) guy. I completely forgot
0: that goddamn part. Um, When he showed up, I was like, "I know him from somewhere." Yep, that's fucking Tuco. Uh, That makes (laughs) sense. sense. Um, But I thought, I thought the choices they made were really smart. I, I can see where you kinda, t- kind of kind uh, of brush off the fact that it, it, the God is the, the answer. Um I'm so much more in the moment of like, this bitch is going to kill all of you people. So fucking figure it out. And then it freaks me out more because it's, it uses like the, uh, paranormal activity kind of rules of demons where we can just throw people across fucking football fields and it's like how am I supposed to ever defend against that so I don't like that at all um, also yeah like that shot where shit, like, like
1: the shot where the fucking daughter gets sucked out the door and it looks like she's flying 700 <laughs> feet I was like, Come on, yeah, yeah for sure um, but my I guess what what bugs me and this counts in all of horror, not just this. Like, I get it if you're doing, like, um, like a Scream or one of these slasher-type movies where it's a human, like, fucking with people before they kill them. But, like, God damn it, you're a fucking ghost demon thing. Why are you playing games with these people? Just drown that kid. Don't, like, wash her <laughs> hair. What the fuck?
0: Uh, see? You make all, all this so much better. Um, is Annabelle part of the Conjuring universe as well? Yes. Okay. I saw like a, kind of a little preview for whatever the next movie of, that is and like
1: so the Conjuring franchise
0: is seven movies deep now?
1: There's the Conjuring one and two two Annabelles that nun movie this one I think that's all huh. of them
0: it's crazy, uh. But I could be forgetting something. But, yeah, that sounds about right. But I, I, I'm surprised that that's such a a franchise now. Um. But yeah, I think, uh, the main lady, she did such a great job. Um.
1: Oh well, yeah, it's Linda Cardellini. Yeah. She's always yeah, great. Sure.
0: Uh, I thought the kids did well job, but I think I was more impressed with the direction of like the camera and like the the ways they were shooting it. Uh even the car scene I think they kind of showed in the trailer. Like that would be where I tuned out um so I didn't watch the trailers. But uh it was so smart the kid like jumping from seat to seat. Like even though I was like, you know what, fuck it, take one kid. Let's get let's let's <laughs> let's be halfway down the road. Let's let's just get a, get it to the side. So um
1: just be done with it.
0: I think they did a great job with the lady's design until she got up on her face. Like there's a moment where it goes from very fucking frightening and creepy to, well, that's ridiculous. And I can't believe that's scary <laughs> anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, it was, it was yeah. really strange. It, it seemed like the necklace had more to do with it. And then she fucking wazzed out. Um, it was kind of funny using the the family as bait with and setting up all the candles, and everything it was like Ugh. well, I mean that was how I was gonna do it, so
1: it's whatever <laughs> um, yeah, I think the most interesting thing that I haven't really dug into yet would be to see how like uh the uh like the Hispanic community takes this film because like I remember. When it was not announced, you know, I work with a couple Mexican guys, and one was younger and one was a little older. But we were talking when it first got announced, and they were like, "They better not fuck it up." You know, this is our boogeyman. Huh. This is what you know our parents threatened us with. You know, if you're not a good boy, law your own is going to come take you. And you know, they were fucking like excited to see something that was theirs put up on the big screen. Damn, that that's
0: very interesting. I totally want to check with a few people that. I kind of think went to this, so yeah, we'll have to dig into that. But that's that's very interesting, considering, man, these fucking conjuring movies. I, I hate them. I hate them so goddamn much because they work so well on me. And it's like goddamn it. Um, I'm their fucking demographic, and I hate that I'm that I am that because they are forcing <laughs> me to watch the, like. I'm totally fine with just not watching them. And I, I texted you like three weeks ago. I was like, So we're not just gonna do horror movies the rest of the year. And you're like, That's not a fucking possibility. So I was like, fuck
1: <laughs> So Stop, gotta see them all. Listen, I'm ready.
0: I hate it so much because I'm intrigued by horror movies. Like I think a lot of great directing is happening in horror right now. Uh, great storytelling as well. Uh, and that only i only hate that more because of the subject matter
1: yeah it, it just makes it that much scarier for you right yeah. so
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i think it's a good good horror movie i think people should go check it out I, i'm obviously if you're part of the you're into the conjuring universe
1: uh this is just another chapter in it so yep just keep making those warners going to keep making those movies until they stop making fucking hundreds of millions of dollars for sure
0: <laughs> so jumping from there to game of thrones episode two of season eight we've got four more to go after this one next week kicks off the hour and a half episodes <laughs> for the end throughout the end of the season uh so what'd you feel about this episode
1: uh i wish it had been an hour and a half because it's my favorite episode in a long time it's fair it's fair
0: uh, they did a lot of great things in this, uh, I think. my, I mean, obviously, my main complaint is when they bamf around, and there was none of that. So, yeah, it was just a nice, easygoing hour of television. And uh, I think this is what they do well when they do it well.
1: Um, yeah, I saw somebody say it best when they were just like, you know, this is what Game of Thrones is. It's not zombies and dragons. Mm-hmm. It's people sitting around talking. Yeah. You know, like, that's what that first season was. And that's what... Why I was shocked that it was so popular. Because I was like, there's just fucking people talking about old shit that happened. Why (laughs) is this the biggest thing ever?
0: Uh, It it also is like... um, it, It feels so... It feels like being robbed when they have these great dialogues between characters. And, like, they didn't say anything from... When Danny and John got off the ship to when they got in Winterfell and they're like, oh, there's some shit we got to discuss <laughs> that we just didn't take time to do in the last four or seven months that we've been traveling. But uh, yeah, very strong episode. I think leaning in with uh, Jamie in front of the tribunal was the best word you could put for it um, was a great way to start it off. Uh, for him being faced down with everybody essentially that he's that that hates him I guess <laughs> for for one reason or another um, especially when you get the hard take from the end of last episode where he's staring down Bran uh, and then this one where he's kind of at the mercy of Bran and the other two uh, Sansa and because John isn't there is he
1: yeah, he is. But he just didn't have anything to say. Uh, he said something like Danny deferred to oh, him. Oh, yeah, and he's, he's like, yeah, like, oh, we, we need, need, all the men we need fucking
0: killers, I guess. so. Um, yeah. But it was interesting to see how Danny approached the subject because she hasn't been very lenient on people that have have even a slice of uh, come across her in the, the worst way. Um and to have the person who murdered her father, right? Uh, yeah. You know. Um, it's it's interesting that they showed so much mercy to him. Um, Jamie really feels like fucking Ash from Evil Dead right now. I really hope he just gets a chainsaw somehow uh,
1: because that gold. I hope he just stupid. like. <laughs> No, he's gonna be slapped. Like, I wish it wasn't made out of gold, I wish it was made out of like Valyrian steel. So he was just like punching through zombies. next episode. Oh my
0: god, if Jendry shows up with a fucking dragon glass fucking hand, I mean, 100% James's favorite character ever. So,
1: uh, uh we get, can... but yeah, no, like, this whole episode is just these characters that we've grown and known for so long, just slowly. All of them coming to the realization that like, hey, we're probably gonna fucking die tomorrow. So let's there's all there's do what we need to do. Anything to
0: worry about? We'll worry about after this fight happens. But let's let let's get fucking comfortable because shit's coming our way. Because
1: um, of- even like oh. when uh, <laughs> when they all meet up at uh, when they all end up joining Tyrion and Jamie and Brienne's like, no, there's a battle start at any moment. We can't drink, and then all of a sudden everyone's just fucking piss faced drunk and just. great because that's what you would do uh
0: Tormund's little moment
1: uh drinking drinking giant milk
0: he's the best um I think Bran has overtaken my uh most hated Stark at this point with all this pretentious bullshit
1: Oh, whatever. <laughs> he might be pretentious, but when, like, when they're all judging Jamie and, like, Bran's just like, hmm, the things we do for love. Remember when you said that when he <laughs> threw me out of fucking tower? I didn't forget.
0: <laughs> that was the best moment for sure. But I just, I'm just so tired. Like, there's no acting going on there. He's just like, hey, listen, just sit there and just stare at people. You annoying prick. Uh, <laughs> it was fun to see. I This is the... Best I've seen Sansa in a long time, uh her squaring off with Danny, their kind of back and forth they had um, and yeah, that whole scene in uh next to the fireplace uh brian getting knighted was great,
1: which is like the best yeah that that scene was so fucking great so I loved everything about it,
0: uh, <laughs> I get chills right now, just thinking about it like. It's interesting how they put those three in the same room and have this all all unfold. Um, I think Jamie's kind of realized that there's no place in in her life for him, um, but he's fine just serving under her. And Tormund's still trying for it. He's like, "Where's that? Where's the <laughs> big ladies?" <laughs> so good.
1: Oh, Tormund. Uh but you get um, but you
0: get these other characters coming together like uh the hound and Arya having a drink together.
1: Yeah, and Beric, and when she's just like <laughs> you know she calls them miserable old shits, and it's literally it's the most endearing way she could say oh, yeah, that, for like, sure. what they need for sure.
0: Um, uh we get ghost for a half a second. I was like, fuck yeah, he's still fuck alive that dog. Fuck
1: you, man. I can't wait till he's broke apart by zombies. No way,
0: he's gonna kill so many goddamn zombies. Could you imagine? He starts ripping zombies apart, and Jamie just jumps on his back with his dragon glass hand. Come on,
1: best team up. Well, ever. that'd be the only way because Ghost literally can't kill any zombies. He has no fire or dragon glass on him. He's useless. But
0: what if that he rolls out with dragon glass armor because Jedry a pimp? Just fucking make it. What off if? His
1: fucking shit. <laughs> What, what if, like, Ghost goes out, like, John's knocked down, and you see Ghost come out to protect him, and then, boom, all the other dead dire wolves are there as zombies and just kill Listen, Ghost? That's what I want.
0: What, no. I mean, it'd be fucking awesome, but uh, at the same point, I don't want Ghost to ever die, ever. So. Be... Whatever.
1: The thing. It's just like, I feel like HBO gave this show all the money. <laughs> But those fucking dire wolves keep getting smaller and look less and less oh, real. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. The size of Ghost in season six, I think the last time we saw him when he was at fucking Castle Black, was a mammoth. And this, he's like, a... <laughs> he's literally just a kind of big dog sitting on an apple box over on the side. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it's cool to see the Castle Black kids back together. Um, and then fucking John, out of nowhere, drops the worst news of Danny's life ever.
1: John Snow is so fucking dumb. <laughs> he literally does nothing. He's the worst.
0: Hey, I know. It's I know like, we've been hey, sleeping. Hey, together, John Snow. But this is my. Uh, this is my <sighs> mom. Um, uh, also, uh, somebody pointed out this out last week. Um, the last time John saw uh, Ned was he was leaving for Castle Black and he said the next time they met he would learn about his mom and he's in the crypt next to Ned and he found out about his mom. So I thought that was so smart to do it
1: that way. Um how excited are you for when like the Night King raises all the corpses in the crypt and Ned fucking Ned just carrying his own head around like I fucking <laughs> told you. I was gonna tell you
0: I listened. I think the crypt is too easy of a move. I re I really don't see them doing that. I think everybody's like, oh shit. Everybody's like that everybody's gonna die at Winterfell. Um I have a feeling a majority <laughs> are gonna die at Winterfell. Um especially a lot of the characters we saw this week, which is kind of b- gonna be hard to swallow. Um but I wanna get to Greyjoy's castle where fucking Danny kills John.
1: (laughs) Just backstabs that
0: motherfucker.
1: At this point, like, I just want fucking. Sure. Because I imagine what's going to happen. The only reason John dropped that knowledge right now was for next episode where, like, he's going to be. In trouble, and Danny's either gonna have to choose to save him or let him die. Yeah. She's probably gonna save him in true love, but like, I'd be cool if she let him die, and then Sansa finds out and kills her, and then yeah, just put Sansa on the iron throne. But...
0: I'm gonna be real disappointed if Sansa gets the throne at the end. <laughs> like that's literally, I I'm pretty sure that's worst case scenario for me. Next to Bran, if Bran gets the iron throne, I'm like, you know what that with this show. It didn't mean anything. It was a stupid lost ending. They pulled the plug. Let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, but I think the this next episode just the battle, right? For an hour and a half. so I'm
1: yeah. fairly certain. So I'm really interested if they're going to like are they going to defeat the Night King and then the last three episodes are going to be about like trying to take King's Landing and who gets on the Iron Throne? Like I have no idea what's going to happen. I feel
0: like it's going to be um the Night King kind of gets through the forces to get to the or the tree area um to find Bran and then Arya's going to kill him and like basically drop a good half of the zombies that are still there. Because the other generals will still have the ones they've created. Um, Because I believe he raised the dragon, right? The Night King did?
1: Who fucking knows? I thought the Night King raised them all. I
0: don't know. Uh, No, I'm pretty sure they've done their own. Because I think when um, the Hound killed one general last time. Like 20 of them shattered or whatever and like they made a big point of showing off the generals for
1: this last shot so um, man I hope if if true you remember two years ago better than me because yeah. when they were like when Arya was like you went with John behind the wall I was like did that happen? Did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was like ten of them it was
0: whatever um, so yeah it's interesting Uh it's kind of daunting how they've kind of laid out because it, it felt like Winterfell, the way they show off where Winterfell is on the map in the credits, uh, it doesn't feel like that's the place that they've shown it off in the other seasons. So it's really jarring, uh, especially when you had, what, four or five riders that had to get clear the fuck around Night- the Night King. Um, I, I, I guess the Night King can't die yet. I think he's probably gonna get the brand. Um, I think Arya will probably take him out down when he, they try to siege the Red Landing. So it'll be interesting. Uh but I think there'll be a small force that moves to the pikes and then down to uh Red Landing for the next two episodes after this next one. And then we'll have a siege at the end. God, that doesn't I don't think they're going to end on a battle, though. I mean, that's the way I do it. That's their fucking strength. If if not... It's um, not, though. Their strength is characters. <clears throat> it's hard to argue it with this last episode. But other than this, it's been about a season and a half before we, we really had this. Um, I could see us having a siege episode 5, I suppose, for the Red Landing. And then having that last episode... Be this one like this last one, and that'd be a great way to end for them. Um,
1: hmm. I think, I'm i putting money on the Night King and the whole army of the dead It's finished. Next episode, no way. Hmm. Yeah.
0: See, I can also see that. I can also. With, like, I, I think Arya is going to be the one to kill him. I think it'll be very um, Tolkien-esque, where she, the lady killed the Witch King, whatever. Um ending for the Night King. Uh, I don't think they can take Bran, obviously, since he's got all the knowledge of everything right now. Um, But yeah, that makes sense. I think it'd be kind of a letdown to have this epic buildup to just have him for one episode, though.
1: But if you get... Literally... Next episode is an hour and a half. It's literally just going to be the battle. Yeah. like that's a full movie yeah, of sure. just them. I think that the next And I time. mean,
0: realistically, they did a great episode when they had the Castle Black fight. So I'm totally cool if they only last this one episode. But it's kind of daunting to to have them portray us so much and to just not live at that or or if there's little fucking uh, babies running around with blue eyes that attack King's Landing. <laughs> So, uh, I think it'll be interesting for sure. Uh, I think for this weekend, with the massive battles we're going to get from Endgame and Game of Thrones, it's going to be a hell, of a hell of a good week. So,
1: hmm.
0: I'm probably going to walk out hating everything. So I'm sure. I'm sure. Because that's the way you do things. <laughs> so, uh, Do we have anything else on the clock for the next week, then? We got uh, Battlestar Galactica yes. Season 4. We're doing five episodes? Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones, Endgame, obviously. Uh,
1: then uh, we are going to forego the best and worst okay. for one week okay. so that we can watch movies I want to watch. Okay. So we're going to watch uh, The Wind and Under the Silver Lake.
0: Okay. That works. Uh, also, did you see a uh, tweet earlier from uh, the person who did Revenge last year? Has a series coming on Netflix? Listen,
1: <laughs> listen. I need you to, I need you to calm down because you're getting confused. Okay. It's the TV show Revenge on ABC. Nope. not the fucking French rape movie.
0: Well, to hell with that. Now we got to resend that twi- Tweet. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? <sighs> That's right. So, I'm glad you saw that tweet and corrected me. So, watch all that stuff. I saw,
1: I saw it, like, right before we went, and I was like, oh, that fool. <laughs> that poor, poor fool.
0: So, watch that shit. We'll be at, back to talk to you about it next week. Um, long live the Night King. Those that
1: <laughs> For That's one more episode.
0: All right. Peace out, everybody. Peace, pineapple. All that good peace. Stuff.